live from LA Comic Con, it's the Nighttime Show, the Mandalorian edition. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black, and I have spoken. With us as always, our head writer, Matt Walker, and the very special guest of the LA Comic Con, star of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Moff Gideon himself, Giancarlo Esposito, and the star of Mulan, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fennec Shand herself, Ming-Na Wen. And now our host, he is the way, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Yeah, you better believe it. Uh, Mike Black, thank you so much. Um, you literally wrote my questions for me to ask on, yes, I did. Uh, on the pa- <laughs> well, for the panel. Tell people what happened. Yeah, here's what happened. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we uh, every year for LA Comic Con, uh, the nighttime show has this big, giant, thirty foot booth. It's amazing. We share it. We have a, a bunch of uh, celebrity guests and TikTokers and and wonderful people um, uh, come in and and they uh, like for example like. Um, from the from the movie The Greatest Showman, Sam Humphrey, who played um, uh, Tom Thumb in the movie, he'll he'll be sitting there at our t- at a table with pictures of himself, and people will come over and they'll go, "Hey, Sam, it's really nice to meet you." And then he'll say, "Hello, <laughs> hey, what's up?" Um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of people come and meet me at the booth, and that was cool to be able to talk about the film. Um, yeah, but a lot of the time they wanted me to, you know, say my famous lines from the movie, which is, what are you looking at, you flop doodle? <laughs> or, you're not exactly reaching the top shelf yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> like, moments like that were happening the whole way through LA Comic Con. It was, like, a ton of fun. We had a great time. And then what the really crazy thing that happened was uh, a friend of mine uh, called me, uh, Regina, and she was like, hey, um, what, uh, you know, I, I, you know, they're hosting a. Ma- there's gonna be a Mandalorian panel. Maybe you should call and find out who's hosting it. And I was like, Oh my god, I would do anything to fuck <laughs> the Mandalorian. It's my favorite kidding? TV show yeah. of all time. Like, I will call. I'll call right now. And I wrote. I wrote them a little message. And I was like, Hey, um, if you guys need a host, let us let me know. I'd love to host it. And they uh, they wrote back and they were like, Sorry, Stephen, we have someone already. And I was like, Yeah, of course mm. they do. No, no problem. No big yeah. deal. And then uh, that's okay. I was like, oh, Okay. I didn't want to host it anyway. <laughs> Three hours later, I get an email back from them, a second email from them that just goes, he dropped out, you're in. Oh, That's snap. all it said. Wow. Oh, and they were like, wow. good timing. You put it out in the world and you got it. And I was like, oh my God, I freaked and, out. And the last LA Comic Con, you hosted the office panel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like which was six, six my, office favorite, my other favorite yeah. TV show. So I was like, this is like such, a, it's so awesome. I was totally excited. But we had so much going on leading up to it. Uh, with doing uh, the panel for TikTok with all these mm-hmm. giant TikTokers and then all this other crazy stuff, just building the booth and putting it yeah. all together was so much work that I just trying to come up with what questions I would ask 
these these people is you know like just getting a clear and thought these are in my big brain. stars They're that have been asked stars. Yeah. all the normal questions. Yeah, we for m- years now. Exactly. I mean, so. Ming Na Wen has been asked for years about going to Carnegie Mellon and asking what it was like to pioneer Matt Walker going to Carnegie Mellon. Oh, yeah, that clearly sure. is what gets asked to her all the time. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So I didn't want to ask time. the normal stuff. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Mike Black, you are yeah. a, a real Star Wars fan like yes. me, where you know yeah. everything and you know all the stuff. Yeah. Can you please write up some it questions? It goes Dave Filoni, <laughs> me, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You did write amazing questions, and uh, I took I took them, and I, 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 I fudged with them and messed with them a little it, it bit. It gave and you did, time yeah. to write jokes. It gave me time to write jokes. Yeah. You're totally right. I wrote a couple. There's a couple funny jokes that, that I got into the panel. and They were and, great, yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a group effort. Yeah, and like, like every question was just like right on point, and it yeah. made sense at the moment. Like, even... Even the the order of the questions made sense. It wasn't just some random assortment of good questions. Yeah, like it was thought out and being like, we should ask this, and then based on that, we should then ask about this. And it was like, you yeah, I wanted the them thing. to be excited about it. Uh, yeah, like, oh, I'm glad someone finally asked me that. <laughs> well, there were like twelve thousand people in the room yeah. when we yeah. when we did that panel, and it was intense, and it was super super fun, <laughs> and uh, and I I had a, a absolute blast. So here it is. This is it. Take a listen to the nighttime show hosts the Mandalorian panel at LA Comic Con. After this commercial break, what you were supposed to say yeah, after this com- after this commercial break. Sorry, here we go. We're professionals. You know, before we continue this show, um, I just got to say that one of the greatest inventions I think in the the history of mankind is the pillow. Would you agree with me, guys? Yeah, uh, I think there's one better. Really? What what do you think that the is? The greatest invention of all time is the human butt. Really? Oh, is that yeah. an invention? Well, whoever or whatever created us, uh, what? it, mm-hmm. it's just about perfect, the design. I mean, it really is. It's squishy. It's soft. It, too bad there's not Berman something places. that combines the two of them. Well, now oh, there yeah. is. What? <laughs> the buttress pillow. Whoa. The buttress pillow is possibly the greatest pillow in the history of mankind. It's incredibly comfortable. It's a functional pillow. You sleep on the pillow with your face in the butt crack. That is 100%. I'm being 100% real right now. Uh, they are uh, proudly uh, one of our favorite sponsors here on the nighttime show. It's called The Buttress Pillow. Go check it out. TheButtressPillow.com. It, uh, it, it's, it's got these perfect, breathable thighs. It comes with a yoga pant pillow cover, and it just cradles your head just perfectly, just like a real butt. So go check it out right now. TheButtressPillow.com. That's TheButtressPillow.com. Hey, uh, before we continue doing the show, I, we got to talk about uh, the, the equipment that we're using mm-hmm. to make the show, uh, make an epic show that is, uh, it sounds like, you know, everyone is right here, like yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not. We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we were we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone, and Zoom just made it a piece of cake. Yeah, you bet. ZoomCorp.com is the website, and uh, they're... You know, th- this has made it so that we could interview people in uh, Nigeria, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, yeah. Guatemala, um, uh, 
Austria, Czechos, like the Czech, the Czech Republic. Um, when we were Are doing you just all naming those, countries now? Yeah. Well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people, you know, in the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. we were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day when we had uh, John Reese davies on the show. From New Zealand. He was in New Zealand the whole time. It sounded, it sounded like, like he was, he was sitting in the room with us. Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, Live Track L8, 8-Track Mixer, Recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond. Yeah, it is a badass system, and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com. That's zoomcorp.com. Zoom, you have to say it three times. That's what people do in ads, right? What is it, Stephen? Zoomcorp.com. Com. It's zoomcorp.com. We're talking about zoomcorp.com. All right, let's get back to the show. All right. Where are my fans of the Mandalorian? Make some noise. Yes. Well, guess what? We got Giancarlo Esposito and Ming Na Wen here to talk to you guys. But first, I'm going to bring out your moderator for this wonderful panel. He has been on, he is the host of the nighttime show, but you may know him as Gustavo from The Big Rush. Please give it up for Steven Kramer Glickman! How we doing? I am uh, so unbelievably excited to be here because I am literally the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Where's our other biggest Star Wars fans ever? Where are you? Oh, yeah. Well, let's get this thing started. We got to make this thing happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Moff Gideon. Give it up for Giancarlo Esposito, everyone. Give it up. Thank you, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome absolute royalty, Fennec Shand on The Mandalorian and in the now, the big Star Wars universe. Give it up for Ming-Na Wen, everyone. Another giant round of applause for these two incredible people. Hi, Steve. I am so excited. Um, we gotta we gotta jump right in because uh, this is I mean this is uh, amazing. Um, okay, you both have had amazing careers prior to being on you know in the Star Wars universe. How has your career changed? since, uh, you know, your characters debuted on The Mandalorian. You want to you wanna take that one first? Or? Well, you know, I, I, yeah. sure, why not? Okay, because I'm going to take pictures. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> pictures worth a thousand words. You know, wow. there's nothing like being in a world where you are um, 
in the world of mythology and fantasy and a world that's much bigger than you are that teaches you life lessons through great stories. And so my career has changed quite a bit uh, when I didn't think it could change anymore. I've been on an even kind of keel for a long time. I've always wanted to be wielding a dark saber. <laughs> I have always wanted to, to you know, swing a cape around. <laughs> and so I'm like a kid in the candy store. I really love it, and I'm really happy to be there. And it's done um, great things for my career, of course. I, love, I swing a cape around constantly at home, but <laughs> my dog does not that, like Steve. it. Yeah. I picture that, yeah, yes, right bet. now. Um, well, I've been a huge Star Wars fan since I was a little kid, and uh, it's just been an absolute dream come true for me. And I, I can't explain my life right now because I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience um, living my fantasy that has become my reality. And you guys are absolutely the most amazing fans, and I'm so happy you love Fennec Shan because I love her yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and we're getting more Fennec Shan very soon in uh, Boba Fett as that, well, I mean, come on. The book of the Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Uh, yes. That looks incredible. Uh, if, if you were, uh, you know, you're going to be taking over Jabba the Hutt's criminal underworld, what is a character that you would like to see brought back into the fold, into the uh, underground fold? Any, any? Oh, gosh, I wish I could say, but for me personally, yeah, personally. I would want all the OGs to come back, all the original characters. Can from we Star get Wars a Dengar? Can I be Dengar? I will wrap my head in bandages. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I love it. I'm, or uh, something in a cape. Yes, anything in a cape. Uh, uh, Giancarlo, what about you? Is there a character that you would love to see back in the world? Well, you know, um, I have to say that I, I like the OGs as well. I, I, I do believe that the, all of the earlier characters that were in the films... Uh, we have an opportunity to bring some of them back, but I can't say any more than that either. I mean, we can't. We'll get in trouble. I see a Bosque over there. Is that? Oh no, that's just a guy. That is awkward. <laughs> that is so sorry for that. Moisturizer. Um, <laughs> um, you have both been recently inducted into the Superfan Cosplay Group, the 501st Legion. Where's our 501st? Yeah, baby. Yeah. What was it like having them on set? Uh, I mean, to have super fans on set as a part of the show, you know, when they've been there, what was that like? It's, um, you know, I think because we're all such huge Star Wars fans, um, they brought on their authentic Stormtrooper costumes and other costumes, and it's amazing, the details... They, they, there was nothing that needed to be changed, and they knew exactly what they needed to do. They knew exactly how to pose. They knew exactly how to hold their weapons, and then they knew exactly how to get shot because stormtroopers <laughs> get shot all the time. <laughs> it's an amazing experience to have and to hear the stories afterwards on my first day of shooting going out and being taken to a world that was... Um, 
uh, surrounded by shipping containers so people couldn't send drones in and take photos. And then to have all of these members of the 501 who I didn't know they were 501s. I, I thought they were just actors. And they did their job incredibly, you know, seamlessly, uh, absolutely perfectly. And then in speaking to them, I realized that at least a third of them, maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but many of them were women. Yeah. I went, yeah, baby. Yes. And then I come to find out that they were put on a bus, told, not told where they were going, told they were going to some benefit or something, had no idea they were going to even be in our show. And, um, and that really tickled me as well. But what got me the most was that they, they carried themselves with such great professionalism. And um, I've since uh, been hanging out with the 501s in Oregon and around the country. And what you do as a 501 is the most amazing gift that you give to society. Going to children's hospitals, going to orphanages, um, really bringing joy into people's lives. I am a champion of the 501. Yeah, I love it. well said, amazing. That's incredible. Uh, well, uh, now I know this is a, a bit of a tricky question. Um, but I will, I will uh, admit something uh, out loud first. Uh, when I was doing uh, Big Time Rush on Nickelodeon, as we wrapped our show, thank you, oh, thank you so much, very kind. Uh, when we wrapped, I stole basically this, the whole set. Um, <laughs> I stole all of my gold records, and I took everything home and filled up my house with it. Uh, and then they called and said, can we have it back? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, um, <laughs> is there anything that you were able to take from, is it, do you have any memorabilia, anything that you've, you've taken home from, not even just from Star Wars, but from your entire career? Is there anything you're a big fan of that you've gotten to keep? Took me 10 years to get a Los Pollos Hermanos tray. A red tray from Los Pollos Hermanos. I've been signing them for years. Finally this year, I go back, and they put a red tray in front of me, and I said, I'm going to steal this. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and I'm so proud of myself. Other than that, I only had a paper cup. Yeah. Uh, from Star Wars, we could get busted big time if we admit to stealing anything. True. Um, but I was given a wonderful challenge coined by John Favreau, uh, at least 10 of them and uh, a really beautiful one, and I know it meant a lot to him. And so um, I have since given each one of them away. And I got to the last one, and it was for a young boy, he was eight years old, and I thought of this boy in my mind after I had my morning meditation, and I thought, this is your last one. And I thought, give it away. Give it away, because it's a big circle. When you give things away and you are in service, they'll come back to you tenfold. Don't you just love this guy? It's, he's just amazing. I'm more selfish. No. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I am such a hoarder. Um, but I will learn from you to be more giving. I, I give in other ways. <laughs> but, um, you know, with, um, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I did get... Yeah. I got to keep all of her um, many different outfits. Oh. At the very end, um, 
you know, make friends with your customer. And, uh, and so I have a few of those things. I have like, I love the clothes because for me the clothes really, really creates the character and helps me to become that character. Um, as far as my Fennec outfit, boy, that's going to take some doing. So we'll see. We'll see if I can get well, yeah, it. Yeah, with clothes, you put a lot of energy into those clothes. Yeah. And you want to be able to hold on to a couple of pieces and stuff yes. like that. Oh, yeah. I get it. I totally get that. Um, now, okay, the, the end of this past season of The Mandalorian brought the return of Luke Skywalker. It was an emotional moment for um, fans and for uh, you know, and for I'm sure for the cast. Uh, what what was what was that like? Can you talk about it at all? I mean, now it's kind of out in the open; people know about what it was like. But can you tell us a little bit of what that felt like? It. I mean, we all have very different stories about it, um, but ultimately, it was truly one of those surreal moments where he, you know, is there and, and he is not at the same time. <laughs> um, but for me, the most essential moment was seeing videos of the fans crying, gasping, jaw-dropping. You know, it just brought back so many memories for me when I used to go to the theater and watch Star Wars and, and, and have those moments. And to have been a part of that is truly uh, the most incredible gift in my life and in my career. So um, we're, we're bonded. We're all bonded from that one oh. very spectacular moment. Yeah, it's amazing to be a part of such a, a huge franchise that... Um, enhances your imagination, that bring, brings about and throws back to when you grew up. Um, you know, we, as many of you uh, uh, and some of your children are rediscovering what Star Wars really is and why does this show really work and have such a deep impact on us? Uh, because our show, Mandalorian, has returned to the mythological elements that teach you about morality, that teach you about right and wrong, that give you a choice and show you what the right thing to do is. So part of me is a fan because in my youth, and I saw those early movies, they, they really were literally... And Pardon the pun. Out of this world, um, and they were a great in a gift galaxy to me. far, far away. In a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> and so they give us the opportunity to be fans too. So that moment is overwhelming when you're able to be there and and be working with someone that you and and a story that galvanized you uh, when you were young. To be in that mix is like a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, when I when I saw that moment in the in the show, I, w I was feeling I was feeling good. I was like, God, this is such an amazing ending. What an amazing moment! And then when the reveal happened, and I think we all kind of were hoping that it would happen. And then when the reveal happened, tears shot out of my Aww. eyes like an anime character. Aww. I did not. I am a 42 year old grown man, <laughs> and I was just like, Bing Bing. I just could not handle it. It was uh, it was it was really big, and uh, and and it was amazing that it was they were able to like heal so much stuff and put so much together for something that we love so much. You know, yeah. it's and, just and, an, it's and, amazing. You know, like John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Peyton, um, who directed that episode. It, it 
it's really an incredible collaboration, but they, they were, they're, they're the nerds themselves that, you know, grew up with Star Wars and their respect and understanding of it really propelled that moment, I think. Absolutely. So. Uh, now, you have both had posters, t-shirts, action figures. What is your favorite bit of merch that has come out that you just, you, you know, that you had to get, that you had to get? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm the hoarder. What, what about from other things aside from Star Wars? Any other merch or pieces that have popped out that you're like, I had to get this? Oh, gosh. Well, for me, yeah. I, I took me a month and a half, two months, maybe even longer than that, uh, to get the, um, the package Moff Gideon t-shirt and pop doll oh, uh, in my nice. size. Nice. Everybody a medium in the world? Yeah. Uh, it, it took me about three or four months to find that, and, and, and I love that. And then, um, you know, my... my um, my, my, I'm very fond of the, the Gus Fring pop dolls, 167, 166, 167 uh, of Gus Fring as well, which I think are very hard to find now as well. Yeah. I think I may have one of those left. But, um, yeah, it's exciting to be able to get things that are relatable that um, remind you of, of such a wonderful experience that you've had on the show. And what's so crazy is that my son, who just turned 16, he started watching Breaking Bad, and he loves oh, Gus. Wow. He actually dressed up as Gus in the, you know, the apron with the, uh, the uh, El Elmanos. Uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, Elbonis, the clip-on tie. Elmanos. And you gotta tell him for me he looked great. He did, he was so into it, it's just so awesome. Yeah, I full love circle. Um, a big question that came from uh, some super fans out there was uh, Grogu. Being on set with Grogu, we I've, we, we've heard uh, stories of like Werner Herzog reportedly like not being able to like break eye contact with him on set and <laughs> <laughs> and like trying to talk to him in between takes. Um, uh, do you have any stories of working either with Werner Herzog or with uh, Baby Yoda, uh, Grogu? I hate working with Baby Yoda. <laughs> he steals every scene. <laughs> Never work with kids, animals, or Baby Yoda Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when Baby Yoda was presented to me by John, we walked by a, a, a rolling tray, and we were halfway by. He said, you want to meet, uh, meet the baby? And I went, yeah. And he whipped off the, the, the canvas cover on the baby, and just then the puppeteer was coming over, and he well, you want to see him move? You want? And I looked at this, and I went, Hmm, scratched my head and I looked at John and I said, that's the star of the show. Sure <laughs> and he has such an entourage. He is such a diva. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right? Like he's got like six people with him all the time. I love that so much. That's amazing. Um, Anything about uh, Favreau that you can tell us about working with Mr. John Favreau? I think John's a genius. I genius. really do. Um, he, uh, he's, uh, yeah, really, big hand for Favreau. Yeah, seriously. For Dave Filoni. Yeah. Yeah, Filoni. Uh, so good. You know, John you know, is, is someone who has thought it all out, written it all, producing it, directing, um, guiding the directors. But then, you know, in my scenes with Baby Yoda, I realized that, you know, I had, there was room. And he allowed me to realize there was room to play. Mm -hmm. And so I never change any of the words or try to improvise at all. But with that baby, I felt compelled to. 
And I really, you know, and that's how, you know, you ever seen one of these? You're liable to lose an eye. That's how all that came up. I was messing around. I was joking and having fun. Because I realized, oh, I'm a little tight here because, like you, I was nervous the baby's going to steal the whole scene. (laughs) So so I thought, have fun with this baby. And that would be a misdirect as to whether or not you know whether um, Moff Gideon has nefarious ideas for this child Or is it possible that he would want to extract something from this child that he could use that would be for the betterment of all of humanity? And then I started to really be free and think, oh, don't think in one linear way. Think in a way that's circular, that could be inclusive of all of our Star Wars um, uh, world. And, and, you know, and John, he, he, he's such a great storyteller. Like, you could spend hours just listening to him as he's explaining the scene, explaining the moment, and what happened before, what's going to happen next. And as an actor, it really fills a lot of the blanks. But he does allow you to play. Like, I remember that um, now this iconic moment with Boba Fett, you know, at, in, on the throne of uh, the previous dude that no longer exists, (laughs) Jabba. Um, You know, I was standing very, very, like, military stiff and next to Boba when we were doing the montage. And he just came over and he's like, you know, these guys are bounty hunters. Let's see what we can... I just feel like he, he has such a wonderful, instinctual, like, feel for everything, you know? And he's just like, what if we make it a little more relaxed? What if we... And that's when that whole tableau became what it is now, you know, where I'm sitting, where I'm drinking, and it, it, it kind of like tells the story without needing words. It's, it's an image, and, and he understands that so well, you know? It's, it's remarkable. He's that's great. absolutely incredible. Before we wrap up, uh, one last question. Is there one hint of absolutely anything that you can say about the future of your characters or of the show. Anything at all. We'll take anything. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, Let's see. Um, The Book of Boba Fett comes out December 29th. (laughs) Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. On Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Will Rancor wear a Santa cap? Um, anything, anything? Lawsuit, lawsuit, lawsuit. <laughs> Look forward to the season three of Mandalorian coming yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, social medias. Do you guys have social medias? Can you, will you let people know where they can find you on the internet? Uh, I'm at Mingna on Twitter and at Mingna underscore when. On Instagram, oh, I you, believe. God, you're doing better than I am. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just look for Giancarlo Esposito one Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check it out, baby. Speaking hey. of which, wait, hold on. You can always get me at Stephen Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and then our podcast, The Nighttime Show. It's a very colorful booth. It's right over there. That's a great big, idea. F- big shout out to Regina Carpinelli for hooking this up. Anovos for the helmet. Guys, thank you all so much. We love you. Love and we it. love Star Wars. Yeah, LA yeah, Comic Con. 
Hey, Matt, before we continue doing the show, mm-hmm. we got to talk about what we're talking into. These Sennheiser microphones are fantastic. Yeah, they are literally top of the line. The best company in the world when it comes to microphones, headphones, audio equipment like this. I mean, yeah. it's just so damn good. If you want to sound good talking into something, get yourself some Sennheiser microphones. Yeah, it makes you sound epic. Mike Black, uh, say something epic. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages. If I say any more, lawyers will get involved. We have to. (laughs) Exactly. But I said it clearly and you you can hear it clearly. (laughs) I can hear it. It sounds perfect. Um, Hey, uh, go uh, go check out Sennheiser. If you are looking for audio equipment, uh, you're looking for a great microphone, this is the one to use. Mike, uh, Matt, what is what's this one called that we're using? Uh, this is the MD42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Find them at Sennheiser.com. You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. Holy God, that was so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy what crap. What a great time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What great questions. I know. Seriously, my <laughs> fantastic questions. You, you just you nailed it. It was, uh, But it was really fun. They were great. Yeah. They were so nice. They were so good at answering them. I told Ming-Na Wen right before we started, I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she was like, why? And I was like, because I love you. <laughs> because I love both of you See, so security. much. <laughs> security. Exactly. We need to try to get them on the show for like in-depth interviews because there's so many oh, things I want to yeah. ask both of them. Um, now, backstage, you did get a photo with Giancarlo Esposito. I saw it. Did Ooh. you guys talk about both being Gustavo? Oh, I stuttered. As I told him, I was like, "You, you played, you played Gustavo. I played Gustavo. We both, both are Gustavo. We Gustavoed. We both were Gustavo. You were on Breaking Bad, Gustavo. I'm big time Rush, Gustavo. It is cool because we're both the same, but we're not the Love same. It. But Gustavo <laughs> happening, it happened. Yeah, it was very awkward. He's like, you, you sold Los Pollos Hermanos chicken. I look like I ate a lot of Los Pollos Hermanos chicken. <laughs> oh, oh, son of a bitch." <laughs> You're 100% right. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyways, um, Mike, where can people uh, find you on the social medias? At Mike Black is back on all social media. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Sam? Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Sam, what about you? Where can people find of you? Of course. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook or at the Sam Humphrey. And uh, what about you, Matt Walker? Where can people get you? Uh, links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you're upset by me in, in any way, let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. You can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N, Glickman on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and on TikTok, it's Stephen K. Glickman. Uh, I love Star Wars. <laughs> That's <laughs> all. That's all. Thank you. Oh,